Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode nine, and it's part two of our conversation on Jesus. And so this episode, we'll be finishing up talking, just sharing our thoughts about Jesus as Christ. So we're excited to share those with you. And if you have thoughts about uh, Jesus, uh, we'd love to hear them. You can always email us at hosts at lonelymountainmystics.com or go on to the website, lonelymountainmystics.com and reach out to us there. All right, well, let's get started. Hope you enjoy. All right, so let's uh, move on kind of to the last piece that is Jesus as Christ. What are you guys' thoughts on that? That's like his last name, right? Christ? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) His middle name is H? (laughs) What does the H stand for? Or You have to listen to that Rob Bell series (laughs) to find out what the H stands for. Oh, I haven't heard that before. Oh, for real? Yeah, he did a a whole series on Jesus H. Christ. What did he call it, though? The man, the... Oh, gosh. I don't remember the subtitle for the series. The man... The the man, the myth... The middle initial. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jesus as Christ will go. (laughs) What was... The the question was, what, Jesus Christ, what's up with that? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Sure. So, we've talked about Jesus, uh, the the kind of different terms ascribed to him. One was son of God, another son of man. And then uh, this last one is Christ. Jesus is Christ. Yeah. What do you, I mean, we can talk about what the Bible like says, but I'm, I guess I'm much more interested in what you, that's not what we're about, what you think it means, <laughs> what it means to you. <laughs> well, I mean, what does the Bible say other than what it means to you anyway, right? That's, I mean, a, that's, a, that's a hermeneutics joke for everybody. Excellent point. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. It's actually kind of the point, it's really, <laughs> with, with the Bible episode. Right. Um, if you don't think that's what, if you don't think the Bible means just what you think it means, then you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to be aware of that. So. <laughs> Please just keep going. This is very entertaining. That's an awesome line. <laughs> I'm sticking by it. It's going to be my tagline. Did tag you just line. come up with that? I did, yeah. Oh, that's, that's really good. Yeah, well, thank you. So, uh, so, Jesus, as, so Jesus as the Christ. Um, it's helpful to understand that, and I don't mean this just facetiously, it's helpful to understand that Christ isn't just his last name, because you hear him referred to as Jesus Christ. The, the, two, are, the, two, are this, like, the two are the same. Um, which in some way made me not think about either title. Um, I guess one is literally just a name and the other is a title. Um, my, so my roommate actually came up to me the other day. I got home from work and one of our, uh, one of our friends is a Jehovah's Witness. And he was like, dude, they believe some wacky stuff. Have you heard of the Trinity? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. You live with me. You've seen my three bookshelves filled with literally just religious texts. Of course I've heard about it. Like you grew up in church as a kid. Like okay. Like he he assumed I was really familiar with the rapture, but like was just blown away by the idea of the Trinity. It's whatever. Steven, if you're listening to this, love you, dude. Um 
it was it was a good conversation. So we're so we were talking about that, and he was like, "I don't understand how that works." I was like, "Great, nobody else does either." <laughs> but the church has been schisming about it for like sixteen hundred years <laughs> because we think we do. So he was like, "So Jesus is God, but Jesus is also not God." And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of basically how it works." He's like, "But isn't that like polytheism?" And this is going to go to a weird spot. <laughs> And I was like, well... Don't ask that question on Sunday school. I was like, don't ask that question in Sunday school. <laughs> sort of, I mean, kind of kind of does. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not... It's not it's, not... It's not polytheism, but the, the way that I got around to like trying to describe it to him, I was like, okay, so the way that I think... Because, yeah, the way that I think about Jesus being divine or being a part of the Godhead is like to think of him as like the Christ force which is uh, two words together that I'm, I'm guessing might be new to some listeners. Um, but it's a very, like, I guess, a, like, I, like a universal Christ idea, that there is, that there is a, some force in the universe that we can talk about in religious tainted but not explicitly religious ways that is a reconciling force in the universe, um, a force in which brings things to wholeness. So when I think about Jesus as as the Christ, I literally just think about, <laughs> about that basically as Jesus being the, the embodiment of how we, how we come to experience things becoming whole again. Now, whether or not that's by existence of God or whether or not it's just, that's just something that we observe about, about the world I don't think I really have an answer as far as the origination of that, but it is a story that fits with what I see and how I see the world. So if it's if if I'm assigning the Christ force to a compelling idea to reconcile myself to others and maybe to help other people reconcile themselves, like to themselves, the world, other people, like I think I'll keep that around. That's how that that's how I think about Jesus as as the Christ now, not necessarily just the this is what he needed in order to accomplish beating death. Yeah. So for me, there's this thing, and I'm gonna just start stealing from a bunch of different people, but uh, there's a pastor who also shared this that uh, and you know Rob Bell has talked about this, and I think it's a really wonderful idea, but this idea of God. Um, as this both super and supranatural force, this thing that both is and uh, makes all things be, uh, and then both holds things and holds things together. That idea of this God coming into humanity in the form of Jesus as Christ um, is just a really profound and beautiful idea for me. And the experiences that I've had with that in prayer and meditation through fasting has brought me this really strong connection. There was something in my life that I spent a lot of time um, praying about in, uh, in the name of Jesus. 
that uh, that Jesus as Christ um, is as you put it like the most natural is a source of healing is a source of rejuvenation is a source of of new life and spent time praying in praying that that uh, God would show up in uh, in the name of Jesus and uh, then then God did and in praying this prayer that had nothing to do with me or my struggles or anything not only did it answer the thing that I was praying for but it also answered all the things I wasn't it answered prayer for healing it answered prayer for sobriety it answered prayer for life for longevity for renewment of my mind of my spirit like everything through this journey of intimacy with 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 Christ by way of Jesus um, has brought just it's transformed everything I don't vote the same I don't treat people the same I went from being this person who had to love everyone because if you didn't love people the right way um, then you were going to be part of the reason why they went to hell and you know you had to love everyone perfectly so that way they could be saved and, and to doing it for all the wrong reasons to now like i genuinely love and care about people because i genuinely love and care about them and i go to to when i look at people who are suffering I don't see Christ in them because Jesus told me that how I treat those people is how I'm treating him. And if I want to be a good Christian, I have to make sure I'm treating them the right way because really I'm treating him the right way. To now when I go and I see people who are suffering, I see the Christ in them because it's there. I just see God and Christ and the image of God. I see it in so many more places now. I see Jesus everywhere. I see Christ everywhere. I see God, which is, you know, maybe the universe or maybe the force that connects everything or maybe is a woman or maybe is a man or maybe is everything or maybe is nothing more than mass consciousness or maybe is uh, dark matter that holds everything together or maybe is uh, the spirit that differentiates us from animals like I, I the problem is that I just I have no clue and I can hear my I can hear my 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 poor mom if she's listening being like oh there he goes getting you know a little blasphemous again but it's not even about like that it's about like I just see God in so many more places I see Christ on the face of so many more people I see brotherhood on the on on humanity in ways that I've never seen it and it all stems from this this movement away from how I practiced organized religion to this intimacy that was carried and is carried and carries through this idea of Jesus as Christ the thing through which all is healed and remade and made and new and made new again and transformed and Jesus as the embodiment of that
When I used to hear the word Christ, I think I thought of it more as Jesus's credentials, as a way of kind of assigning his power or significance. Uh, but now when I think of the word Christ, um, I think of more something that Jesus really did a good job of inhabiting. So I think of Christ as that force in the universe that allows the possibility for life itself. I think of Christ as the energy that expanded at the start of the universe. I think of Christ as the force that is pulling broken things back together, that is creating and restoring. It's a universal presence that we're all aware of in some way and we're all alive because of in some way and i think different traditions have called it different things the native americans have referred to it as the great mystery which i really love that language the new testament sometimes i think paul writes about it being that in which we live and move and have our being. It's the mystery of existing, but not just not just biologically being here, but being conscious and alive and aware and connected to love, true deep divine love. It's this mysterious force that I find at work in the world um, in unlikely times. Um, as you can maybe tell by even the way I'm speaking, it's more of a mystery to me than ever. I, it's something that is wider and deeper and more beautiful than I had ever imagined, but is hard to even wrap in language. Um, but I think that is part of what I love that when we speak of love, creativity healing, restoration equality all of the things that really drive meaningful and healthy existence um, those things I would call the Christ energy and I'm so happy to open that up to the names that other traditions and people would give to it um, because I'm way, I think it's way more important um, the actual results of what we're saying are way more important than the name we give it Thanks for listening. When we originally recorded this episode, we didn't get a chance to record my thoughts because we ran out of time. So I'm going to share them with you here. But I just wanted to say before I do, 
Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts, we would love to hear from you. All right. Christ. So I want to begin by talking about how we define Christ. Because I think historically we've done a poor job in our understanding. We typically just equate Christ with God. But listen to what Richard Rohr says in his book, The Universal Christ. He says, What if Christ is a name for the transcendent within of everything in the universe? What if Christ is a name for the immense spaciousness of all true love? What if Christ refers to an infinite horizon that pulls us from within and pulls us forward too? What if Christ is another name for everything in its fullness? Later he goes on to say, Everything visible, without exception, is the outpouring of God. What else could it really be? Christ is a word for the primordial template, or logos, through whom, quote, all things came into being, and not one thing had its being except through him. John 1 verse 3. So bringing this back to the person of Jesus, like the first century Jewish man, Rohr says, the full Christian leap of faith is trusting that Jesus, together with Christ, gave us one human but fully accurate window into the eternal now that we call God. This is a leap of faith that many believe they have made when they say Jesus is God. But strictly speaking, those words are not theologically correct. Christ is God, and Jesus is the Christ's historical manifestation in time. Jesus is a third someone, not just God and not just man, but God and human together. So I think we call Jesus Christ, not because Christ is unique to Jesus, but that Jesus expresses the fullness of being both God and man, the fullness of Christ. That's why I would refer to Jesus as perfect, not because he never did anything wrong, but because perfection is about completeness or fullness or wholeness. So for example, where you or I may be human and at the same time divine because we're made in the image of God, Jesus is fully divine, maybe in a way that we are not, and at the same time fully human, maybe in a way that we are not. So when I look at Jesus, I think about light. Light isn't so much something we see as much as it is the thing that lets us see everything else. Jesus even calls himself the light of the world. I think Jesus is the light that shows us Christ, and Christ is the light that shows us everything. <laughs>